Cooper Hoover, you won the giveaway from last week. Comic fam, stay tuned to the end. We're about to announce our biggest news that we've ever brought to the community since we started the channel. Let's chat some trending comic books. Another week. Another list. We got an Overstreet Price Guide advisor. Hit the subscribe, slap the like button. We're doing some crazy giveaways and Russ start them off at number 10. Number 10 on the list, Brightest Day number four. Now, this is the first appearance of Jackson Hyde, the second Aqualad. We're seeing $15 average sales and an $80 high sale, but that was back in August for a 9.8 of this book. DC Fandom is coming up this very weekend, and we saw a tweet promoting hashtags and emojis, and a lot of them were things that you'd expect. The Flash, Batwoman, The Batman, Aquaman, but what's this? Aqua Lad. After this tweet, there was a 517% increase in copies sold. Now, keep in mind that there are only 13 9.8s of this book on the census, but there is a 1 in 25 variant by Ivan Rice that is selling very hotly. We actually had two sales of that book in a 9.8, one for 150 and one for 225. They're being listed for $500. This character came out a while ago. It's like over 10 years, right? Oh yeah, 2011 is when we announced this character. An extremely powerful Atlantean, the son of Black Manta, a character you know from Young Justice, but he was a teen titan trained by Damian Wayne. He saves him from King Shark. And next at the list at number nine, Speck is finally playing off. He is coming. Him is coming. Now, unless you've been hiding in a cocoon, you knew that Warlock was coming. Number nine on the list, Fantastic Four. Number 66, this is the origin of him who would later become Adam Warlock. $500 average sales for this Silver Age. Kirby goodness. We're looking at a $20,400 sale for a CGC 9.8 in January of this year. Prior year put this book at $31,000. It's down 10K. But with this news, I think that the sky is the limit. 193% increase in copies sold this week on the announcement that Will Poulter has been cast as Adam Warlock. Announced this weekend, confirmed by James Gunn. He said, as you guys know, I often strike down false rumors. So, um, welcome to the Guardians family, Will Poulter. He's an amazing actor and a wonderful guy. See you in a couple weeks. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is in pre-production. And I am so hyped about this actor and surprised how many members of the community are not as excited as I am. I'm completely and totally excited as well because Will Poulter is a fantastic actor and he's been on my radar for over a decade. People are talking about his more recent things, but I've been a fan of his since he was in School of Comedy back in the early 2010s. They actually had sold out shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival when he and a bunch of his high school classmates were in a comedy troupe that ended up getting two full series on the BBC TV show. Go check him out on YouTube. This actor radiates confidence. Like he's a damn character written by Kyle Higgins. Some <laughs> members will know that joke. We also know him from Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror special on Netflix that was groundbreaking, the Choose Your Own Adventure show. We also know him from Midsommar. He played Mark. What's this? A Stray Dogs connection to Tony Fleece? So we've seen him in comedy. We've seen him in horror. He was even across Leonardo DiCaprio in the Revenant movie. I mean, this guy has so much range. And as we know with James Gunn, he can exude comedy timing from people that you wouldn't expect. I am very excited to see him as Adam Warlock. 
I think he even looks like the actual character from the comic book. We have Boss Logic, one of the best creators of our generation, drawing him up like he does already. This particular narrative is indeed an origin. We don't see him in the pages of this book. However, we learn about what lurks beyond the beehive, which is a group of scientists who break off from the scientific community to create, to engineer a prototype of the superior human being. Everyone needs to throw in their glitter and their gold leaf because we're going to keep this warlock train rolling. Number eight on the list, Marvel Premiere number one. We are seeing $515 high sales and $2,400 for a CDC 9.6. Now, this is the rebirth of him, which has now been renamed Warlock by the High Evolutionary. And that 9.6 sale happened back in September. All the places you'll go, Adam Warlock, had the community downloaded the app, Key Collector Comics, unlocked the ability to be able to receive key alerts from the app by using code TOM101 to get a free two-week subscription. The app is two bucks a month, comic fam. Get on it. You would have been alerted that Adam Warlock, although we didn't know who it was going to be, was confirmed and slated by inside sources, which is why a lot of members were able to get in on this comic book well in advance before the 188% increase in copies sold since this news. Now, if you look on your key collector app, there are a ton of Warlock keys through a few different series. But in this one, he receives an unnamed emerald, which later becomes the Soul Infinity Gem. He emerges from this cocoon in the classic costume that we know him to wear. He actually goes in and out of that damn cocoon a few times whenever he gets a little worried. We'll get to it because next on the list at number seven, we're going to talk about some more Fantastic Four goodness for a different reason. We're talking about ties to a completely different type of warlock. We're talking about Fantastic Four issue number 94. Again, the first appearance of Agatha Harkness. $616 average sales, and we have $1,260 for a CGC 9.6 back in September. That still seems a little low. After confirmation was received that Katherine Hahn will not only reprise her role for further Disney Plus shows, she will be getting her own spinoff show as Agatha Harkness. And as a character who dates back all the way to the Salem Witch Trials, there is a hero's journey a villain's journey that has yet to be told. This is why you can't let up the gas on characters post the show because we're in a completely new world. Disney Plus opens the doors for so much, especially for speculation. We're seeing a 456% increase in copies sold, yo. In addition to being the first appearance of Agatha Harkness, it is also the first mention of Franklin Richards' name and the first appearance of Ebony, who's Agatha's cat who turns into a demon-like creature. And we're pretty certain that we're going to be seeing that one showing up in the show. I can tell you the community will be muy disappointed if they don't get to see that gato on Disney+. And I can also tell you that the comic fan will be disappointed if they don't join the November mystery mail call. We are in day one of open enrollment, and I'm announcing both covers today. I don't care. I'm not holding back. One per box. Raph Grissetti, Venom issue number one. Venom going in every single box, and that's not all. Also one per box. House of Slaughter. Aaron, Jessica, on the cover done by Davi Go. Link in the description. Join the community. Support the show and give me an excuse to send you comic books every single month. Next at the list, at number six, more Agatha Harkness spec. 
Tom, here I am eating my own words again. The number of times I've talked about how there just aren't enough actual keys in this Fantastic Four run. And here we are, number six on the list, Fantastic Four, number 185. And we're talking about a warlock, but amazingly, not that warlock, we're talking about the first appearance of Nicholas Scratch, who is a warlock and the son of Agatha Harkness. We are seeing $50 average sales and $400 for a CGC 9.8 in this very month. You know we're going to see Ebony. We got to. Uh-huh. You know what? We're probably going to be seeing that rabbit that was featured in WandaVision who was named Scratch. Why wouldn't they bring in the family of Agatha? This is a great spec book. And since the announcement of Catherine Hahn reprising her role, an increase of 1,700% in copies sold. This is why you got to hit the subscribe button, comic fam. We've been chatting about this book for over a year. We have another cocoon escape on the horizon. Number five on the list. Thor number 165, him! That's right, him. He emerges from the cocoon after being found in issue 164 of Thor after being found by the U.S. military. That's right, he's floating in space. Courtesy of Oatu, he finds his way back to the Americas. And after emerging from the cocoon, he wants to find a mate. And unfortunately, the first person that kind of tickles his fancy is Thor's boo Sif. That's not going to go well, which leads to an all-out brawl that goes into issue 166 of Thor, which then results in him going back into a cocoon to lead into the story we just told you about in Marvel Premiere 1. You gotta love comic books. We're talking about an increase of copies sold of 557% since the news broke. $2,400 average sales and $5,500 for a CGC 9.8. Oh, this is the first full appearance of him and the first cover appearance of him. This is post the Fantastic Four origin issue of 66, the cocoon appearance in 67 where he would later emerge, go back into the cocoon to be found in 164 of Thor. 165 has a very low census count and is his first full appearance. He's not named Warlock yet. Keep in mind that there are only five CGC 9.8s on the census, and we do not see those come around very often. There are a few more copies of the 9.6, 14 of them, and the 9.4, there are 52 copies. So I have a strong feeling we're going to start seeing more of those trickle out and see record-breaking prices. Number four on the list, we're talking about a book that will not come off our trending list. It won't come off of spec radar, and there's not even option news. The groundbreaking series, We Live Number One, could be here to stay. And what is it because? The art, the fantastical world, the color work? Is it because of the music that accompanies the pages as you read? Is it because of the fold-out cover? Is it because of the New York City Comic-Con variants that came out in numbers this past week? Or is it because it's been nominated for an Eisner for 2021? You tell me, Comic Fam, because this is going up 163% in copies sold this week. Now, this has been a very popular book for the last few months, and Tom and I have mentioned it quite a few times. $25 average sales and $120 for a CGC 9.8. That's respectable, but I think most people are missing the fact that this is supposed to be an immersive experience. There is a YouTube channel with these beautiful 
almost flamenco-style nylon string songs sung in Spanish that you're supposed to listen to while you're reading the story to get the full experience. It's very immersive. There's only a couple hundred subscribers and a couple hundred views on this. I mean, really, if you are not listening along to this while you're reading the story, you're missing the whole experience. A dystopian future, the future of humanity's destruction is imminent, and messengers are coming to save 5,000 children to continue the human race only if they can meet the rendezvous point in time. Next at the list, mainstream news, spiking comic books like we haven't seen in quite some time. Buckle up, comic fam, this is a big one. Number three on the list, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number Now, we're seeing $18 average sales on this book, and it's a newer book, so we don't really have a whole lot of high sale information, but we know that it's the first appearance of Jay Nakamura, who is the truth and a journalist. A 2,200% increase in copies sold on a book that, Russ, nobody was specking on. Holy hell, comic fam. Mainstream picked this up after DC Comics confirmed by soliciting a future issue that has done further character development for our new Superman. Jonathan Kent is indeed bisexual, a spin on the character that no one saw coming, and his love interest is Jay Nakamura. So this has been a fantastic run. It's a great read, and people need to know that there are also great cover B variants. The cover B variant for number two is an Inhyuk Lee variant with a very wholesome Kent family on the cover. It's fantastic, man. This is actually my favorite of the two and one that isn't spiking as aggressively, but I think it's because people don't know about it. It's so often that we see these Inhyuk Lee motion things where people are fighting and do, and this is just great to see a beautiful family portrait done well by an incredible artist. And at the list of number two, another incredible artist. I don't care what you have to say about it, Fire Guy Ryan. The day has come. Profit. Commenth. Young Blood issue number two has just made the list. $8 average sales and wait for it. A $400 CGC 9.8 glorious purpose comic fam. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm speechless because I'm going to have to say it. This is a book that <laughs> nobody thought they would profit on. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. I just had to, but really $400 for a CGC 9.8 is insane. The print run on this book is is massive. This is one of those 90s books that even Rob Liefeld has come out and talked about how high the print run was. When Youngblood number one came out, it was a 750,000 print run, which was the highest print run for an independent book at that point in time. They printed fewer copies of number two, and for those of you that are interested, the green cover and the pink cover writing, they're exactly the same. Rob Liefeld came out and said on his Twitter, they're exactly the same. There should not be a premium for either of them. But this book still had a print run well over 600,000. Three and four actually had more printings than number two, which is kind of fun for this random key book that is found in dollar bins to this day. You picked up how many last week? I just got eight of them in a collection. I just picked up five last convention for $5, and this was before the news really was circulating. Comic fam, keep an eye out. We're seeing an increase of copies sold of 2,300 and 35% after Jake Gyllenhaal confirmed to take on the role as Prophet, teaming up with a director, Sam Hargrave, as well as a script writer who was behind DC's Legends of Tomorrow, as well as error Mark Guggenheim. The quote from the press release says that it is going to be 
a powerful, emotionally charged, and visually distinctive film. I hope they exaggerate all the anatomy as Rob Liefeld does so wonderfully. Comic fam at the list at number one, a book that you need to be spotting in those dollar bins. They're out there. You gotta know it. Subscribe, hit that like button. Stay tuned. We still got a giveaway on deck and Russ telling about the number one trending comic book in the world. Comic fam, you should be so excited because we saved the best for last. Number one on the list, Warlock and the Infinity Watch, number one. This is going to be the most affordable Warlock key you will find and probably not for long. $15 average sales, $150 for a CGC 9.8. This is a 90s book. We know it's a massively high print run, but because of the news this week, This is so much more Warlock stuff than I think anyone can handle. This is the first appearance of the Infinity Watch. We have Warlock, who is the leader of the team, slated, confirmed this past week. We got Gamora part of this team, who is going to be the main focus of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We also have Drax the Destroyer, who's already been on the screen before. Batista, where are you at? We also have Moondragon, heavy spec, pointed towards this character for how many years? We also have Pip the Troll and Thanos. Well, we see our Deviant again. Well, members have been buying Iron Man 55 in troves. That's been seeing spikes because people really hope it's going to happen. Regardless, that is so many characters that we've already seen and are currently being specced upon. And with the leader slated for the future, very soon, pre-production, dollar bin all day long. Go find them, comic fam. Hit the like, slap the subscribe. Let me know what you think about this list. It'll enter you to win. This set of We Live Number One, the Hero and Villains exclusive. And as always, geek responsibly. Nothing said. Comic fan, we've been doing this for over three years. We've grown an amazing community, and we have finally decided to team up with a company that matches our ideals, that matches our respect for the community. And that is providing a ridiculous amount of value to the comic fam. What Not Comics has officially sponsored the Comic Tom 101 channel. We are proud to be working hand in hand with What Not Comics. And to celebrate this, make sure you get the What Not app so you can join us on What Not Wednesdays. We are having a full schedule of sellers. Me, Comic Tom, Comic Pops, Golden Age Guru, Nerdy Girl Comics... Skeleton Key Comics and Rage Theo are all going to be starting $1 one minute auctions all throughout the app. It's an incredible opportunity to get some great books. We're planning so much stuff for the comic fam, more shows, better giveaways, and we want to thank Whatnot Comics for giving back to the comic community, independent productions, the sellers, the dealers, and creating the most innovative way to sell and buy comics that I've seen since we've started on YouTube. Take a look at the last podcast we released, the full interview with Todd McFarlane. Get ready for it because he's coming back next week to continue the conversation. And the last hot 10 with Jem from Gem Mint Collectibles talking about the comics defining this generation of collectors. Have a great week and geek responsibly.